Blog Talk Radio.
Shalom, my brothers and sisters. Uh, welcome to the Lord's Hour. I wanted to share tonight a revelation out of the Word of God. Praise the Lord. And, and um, I received two messages last night that were very imparting, very powerful. And I wanted to share it tonight. Praise the Lord. As I received last night those emails, I thought they were very, very powerful. It, and it is a uh, true prophecy out of the of the things that are about to come. Praise the Lord. Uh, one is about the earthquake in California, which confirmed the earthquake in California. And I wanted to share that. Praise the Lord. Um, thank you, Lord. Uh, Marvel Castillo. Praise the Lord. One of the Lord, Lord's our follower. And dear Brother Obi Zapata. Last night, Wednesday, April 13, the Lord gave me a dream concerning the California earthquake. In the dream, the Lord took me in the spirit to one of the uh, bedrooms of my house, and suddenly the whole room started shaking. The intensity of the taking was extremely strong. The Lord let me know in my spirit that the earthquake is going to be in San Francisco, California. He didn't reveal to me the specific location in the Bay Area, in my spirit, the Lord let me know that this earthquake is going to happen any day now, and it could be in, in days or weeks. In my spirit, I feel this will be a wake-up call from the Lord to the people of California to get ready, because after this one, the mega one comes. So there you go. This This is concerning... Uh, the earthquake in California, uh, Marvel Castillo felt how close it is, this earthquake. Praise the Lord. And it is that close. It truly is that close. This is another powerful word the Lord gave this, this other uh, uh, sister sent it to me. I believe she said it with her husband. I received this revelation. Uh, praise the Lord. Uh, the word from the Lord is, word from the Lord given to Michelle Varian. Of Varan, 4-9-2016. My child, listen as I speak to you. My people, I must tell you this. This will be my last message through this prophet. This will be my last warning through him. This will be the last one. Praise the Lord. Do not be hung up on this message through my children and listen and learn. Though this may be the last one, through this prophet of mine, there will be still more message spoken by my other prophet around, uh, around about the, the world. I will tell you, no, no one knows the day nor the hour of my return. No, I say not even the angel that are, nor uh, the Lord Jesus Christ know this day. Do not think I will tell you specific the specific day of this event. Or even months, the only thing that I would that that you will know is the season of my return. Just as a fig tree uh, drop its leaves, so too will you know the meekness of my return. I will tell you, children, as you already know, you are in the season. Now I must warn you of the things you must prepare for to those of you who will be left behind. And how there will be so many of you, only very few will be taken from the whole earth. Very few have made themselves ready for my return to escape the things that will commence 
Once the let is taken, a, a reddening of a reddening. To the multitude that will remain, rice spread devastation upon the whole face of the earth will commence immediately follow the taking of the elect. The earth will shake violently like a drunkard. Drunker. She will toss to and fro, and all the inhabitants of the earth will feel the trembling. Fear will grip the heart of men. Many will hide themselves in caves in the mount of the mountains. The decision will prove costly one. Many vo uh, volcanoes will explode simultaneously as ashes uh, soot and debris and scatter into the heaven. Wildfire will rage through many chances of stopping, without any chances of stopping, I'm sorry. The moon shall turn into blood, the sun darken on this day. Loneliness has already begun to abound, yet will increase dramatically the, the turn of the event. Many will riot, hallelujah, and cause chaos in the street. Looting and private burglars will occur as many will use weapons of warfare to defend themselves from the intruder. Chaos will occur all over the earth. Your government will scramble in desperation to maintain order as they declare martial law over the entire earth. Every nation will experience this. Your weapon will be forcibly taken as the Antichrist army is ushered under the guide of the New World Order. Female camp will open the door to anyone wanting to find peace and, com and comfort from the care, but many of those that choose to go there will find themselves as a, like a nasty camp. The elsewhere will soon be like a child play compared to what the devil has in store for those who remain. Soon to those who reject the Antichrist army in his new world order, will be forced to either accept his ships and be thrown into the female camp. It will soon go from a voluntary act to, for, to a forced act. Pertaining to their camp, only those who reject his mark will be tortured, beaten, and beheaded the most horrifying way. So those who choose this way of martyr, martyr, the what one look one believer, has chosen the best decision. They will be granted the crown of life and will rule and reign with me for a thousand years. To those who accept the mark, they will suffer eternal damnation. The ultimate act of disobedience to the Father for choosing the enemy uh, system over mine. They will be not granted repentance nor forgiveness to those who accept the mark of the beast. Woe to them. Sudden destruction that will follow taking the elect will be catastrophic. Those who have, are caught in it wakes will find themselves waking up in hell and will now suffer your disobedience in my kingdom. Children, as you take this word, know that the end has come. The taking of the Bible, it is a hand. The gathering of the elect is nine. I wish you would all escape to the to the things proclaimed in this word. Yet you must choose this. You must choose this day whom you will serve, whom should you worship in the light of the light 
of the darkness. All your life I have been waiting for each and every one of you. I have been waiting for you all to take this right choice in choosing me to come to the light in the knowledge of truth. My grace is sufficient for all but not be given to uh, those who die without me. Come, my children, let us reason together. For though your sins will be like scarlet, I shall make them white as snow. Though they be red as, cri as crimson, I shall make them as wool. I, your Lord Jesus Christ, hold the key to, to death and life. I, your Lord, sacrifice myself in the cross for you, so that you may choose me and live eternally. I explore you, children, to come to me. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord, where neither death nor pain nor suffering will claim you. Enter into my love, where sounding peace will, will flow immensely from your heart. In your, in your weakness, I will be your strength. In your fear, I will be your courage. In your doubt, I will be your hope. Come to me, my children. Where love is endless, joy is blissful, peace is always present, chaos is never the rough, where hope is always in the heart. As I ask each and every one of you to escape the events soon to come, the pain, confusions, and chaos will, will, will snare the earth. This doesn't have to be your path. Do not choose the wide path, but come and follow me to the narrow path of glory and to my heavenlies. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Come, my children. I await you, my bride. You're truly Jesus. Amen. Shalom, shalom. Jesus is coming, my brothers and sisters. Prepare in holiness. Prepare in repenting to meet the Lord Jesus Christ in the air, because soon the rapture will take place. Soon the Lord Jesus Christ will take his bride to heaven. As he's a promise us in, in 1 Thessalonians 4, 15, that the Lord Jesus Christ himself walked his stand from heaven. He himself will come for us, and he himself will take us, as he said in John 14, that where he is, we will also be. So, shalom, shalom, my brothers and sisters. Jesus is coming as a, like a thief in the night, when no one knows the day or the hour. As he comes in Matthew 25, for the, uh, praise the Lord for the five uh, wise virgins, who prepared themselves, hallelujah, and went with the Lord. And say, so if you're wise, you're going to go with the Lord. You will escape, and the Lord Jesus Christ himself will take you to heaven. So, shalom, shalom, and I hope this has been a blessing to your life. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go to Mark. You're on the air from California, former state, now under the control of the North American Union. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm thankful you uh, have on uh, Jerome Corsi and Roger Stone and uh, are telling us about the uh, how they're stealing the election. And probably uh, of all your listeners, I tell more people in an average year one-on-one -on -one about the show because uh, it is the best. But I think we have to remember also that uh, the times of the Gentiles ended in 1996. And uh, that is when the time of the end began, Alex. Jesus is coming back soon. And I would swear to God on a Holy Bible, on a Holy Bible, that a month before 9-11 happened, 
you can I understood it would be then based on the uh prophecy in Daniel chapter nine that gives us uh you know seventy seven oh years. I agree when it talks about the rich men seeing the big city collapse Babylon and all that look, I agree we're in biblical uh end time type scenarios I don't know because there's many antichrists and many models. The devil tries to build the same system over and over again towards what he thinks is perfected. But undoubtedly, with the uh, microchips to buy and sell, and they're going to now are announcing DNA chip where they take your blood, put it in the system to be able to get prescriptions. Uh, that's all doctors and all nurses and all uh, pharmacy people. Pharmacists are being told it's starting next year. I, I covered that a few weeks ago. With all the cashless society stuff happening, with the GMO, with the with the world government, I mean, this is all biblical, and it is very, very uh, scary. Yeah, but what I'm saying, Alex, is, you know, I know he said you don't know the day and hour, but on the other hand, he said, you know, he'd raise the dead on the last day, and the last day of the Sabbath year is coming up, as far as I can tell, around December 1st. So, uh, you know, I've done a lot of study on, on this, and uh, even though you can't calculate the day and hour of his return, you actually can calculate the precise hour of the so-called... Well, I'll say this. I sure hope you're right. I sure wish this would all stop right now and God come down here and fix this and just show all these evil people, you know, how things really work. But uh, look, all I know is the elite are running around, just like the, just like Revelation says, hiding in the mountains, hiding in the caves, you know, hiding in their underground fortresses. Uh, they're all stirring and hiding right now. So what does that sound like to you? Well, I, uh, you know, I, I know that uh, Jesus is going to win in the end, you know, and he's already, I believe, starting to move in a, in a way uh, because uh, we are at the time of the end. And uh, I know that if we trust in Christ alone, that we have nothing to fear. Absolutely, and that's why I really do not fear uh, the New World Order, because I have a personal relationship with Christ and God, and, and I know God's real. And I, it's humbling to you know be able to feel God's presence, and um, I'm very sad for people that don't have that connection to God. And it doesn't mean, again, that I'm on a high horse, folks, or I've got all the answers. I know how wicked my flesh is, but I do have a relationship with God. I appreciate your call, Mark, a very, very good point you make. It's out of Proverbs 28, the wicked flee when no man pursue, but the righteous are bold as a lion. That's what it comes down to. And so, you know, the scurrying into their bunkers could just be the wicked flee when none pursue. Panicked elite buying bomb-proof luxury survival bunkers to escape civil unrest and disasters. The video's up on Infowars.com, PrisonPlanet.com. We just tweeted it out again at Real Alex Jones. If you want to help us retweet that. And, of course, it's on the left-hand side of Drudge Report. Dot com right now. Brain Force is here. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been on this the last few months. You probably noticed I've been more crazed, more focused, less brain fog, more energy, more special reports, and it's because of Brain Force. One of the worst things with most energy products is it's not sustainable, right? You're going to crash and going to feel really bad afterwards. This has a bunch of different antioxidants and compounds and polyphenol. Everybody's on these drugs to knock their brain out because the brain's so fried. We kept changing this formula over and over and over again until it became sort of a grand puzzle. For example, the L-theanine inside of it, that is activated by the different compounds in the yerba mate that we put inside of it as well. This just increases the compounds you already have. This is what you're actually designed to run on. Exactly. It's kind of like a car will run on one form of junkie gas, but it runs really good on what it's designed for. 
you will find Brain Force, Survival Shield X2, and other game-changing products at InfoWarsLife.com or call 888-253-3139. This is Minister Paul, a watchman on the wall. According to Ezekiel 33, I'm in Northern California on 620 a.m., Pacific Standard Time, a Thursday, 4-14-2016, citing the Fair Use Act to show you what I believe was a, a drill and not a real event. Uh, I want to show you this video, and I'm sure you've already seen it already, but I want you to note a couple things. Um, in, instead of being so focused on these jets flying by so closely to this Navy ship, which is... Uh, has nuclear missiles on it, by the way. Nuclear missiles active and ready. Um, focus on the expressions of the sailors. It's, it's as if they're watching an air show, not in, not uh, preparing to engage in combat. This is just my opinion. I have a high respect for the Navy. I was in the Navy. Um, this is not about the Navy. This is about our leader, not my leader anyway, uh, the Commander-in-Chief and the powers that be are trying to take us to a world war and create fear and panic uh, in the United States so they can act, enact uh, their martial law and, and emergency national emergency plan. So. Let's go to the video. Now watch their faces. Tell me, do they look like they're in fear or panic or, or if they're just in amazement like you would have had an air show? Wow, look, that's cool. I mean, look, look at it a different way. Especially the guy in the stretch. Oh, wow. Look at that. You see? I don't have to show it. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you what, by the third pass, <laughs> it'd be an international incident if I was the captain of that ship. So uh, I, I did a, you know, what what you would do in this situation. I was on an aircraft carrier in the very early 1980s and uh, I was looking for a general quarters sound clip so you could hear you know what they would hear similar to that and and I was amazed that I actually found the sound clip just uh, not looking for it just was the first one that popped up is CV-61 USS Ranger CV-61 is the actual carrier that I'm on and this is what you'd hear this is a drill, but in their instance, it would not be a drill. So listen. This is a drill. This is a can't tell you how many times I've heard that and, and so so here's the thing 
when when you're when you're in uh, general quarters, what what that means is that every person on the ship, from the captain on down, is a, assigned a position, and it's based off of uh, their training and their their rate. In other words, their job assignment. Like I was a fireman, a boiler tech. So when we heard that, it don't matter who you are or where you are on the ship. You have a very limited amount of time to get to your battle station and man it and perform a job as if you were at war. And, and and the jobs defer based on your assignment, but they take a head count. It's called a muster, and you stay there, and you end up staying there a long time until the threat is passed. And it just doesn't appear to me, watching this video, that they were in a real general quarter man your battle stations position these airmen uh, I assume they're airmen at, the, at on the the deck okay so I, I did a little research and and I found the same exact thing happened two years ago in 2014 but to the day April 12th to the exact day and and it just has a high fishy smell factor I'm telling you and uh I don't believe I'm jaded on this. So, in the Black Sea, it says SU-24 fighter jet, and a tactical bomber, flew over the vessel, triggering an incident that, that caused the Pentagon to issue a statement. You, it, let, let me tell you something about this ship. It carries 56 Tomahawk missiles in standard mode and 96 missiles in active mode. And it has uh, nuclear capabilities. So, so this happened. Uh, the, the, this, the same thing happened in 2014 to the exact day. To the exact day, and here's the date. It was from the April 10th through the 12th, as I understand it. Here, everybody, see this? Same ship. Uh, you know, I, we did many, many drills in the U.S. Navy, and uh, I believe this was a drill. And so you ask yourself, why? Well, just yet another false flag for them to uh, to start a war. And I've been warning about this war that's coming. We all see it coming. I'm certainly not the only one. So I, I want to take you to some videos that I've made in the past that I'm led to share. On July 5th, 2015... I gave a warning as a watchman about Navy ships and power outages, 9-11 disruptions, uh, World War III, Obama's 9-11, and the area of Morocco. So let's all watch the area of Morocco. I've been giving these specific geological locations, and something always happens. It's because I'm not getting the information from my own head, but from the Lord. Look at this. Uh, Great Tribulation Dream, Extreme Travel Warning, USS Navy Ships. Just look at some of these titles. They go all the way back to 2012 about Navy ships. Uh, what are your thoughts? Are you just buying into this video that it was a real event? Or are you looking a little deeper and finding that it was a, indeed a drill? And if it was a drill, then what for? To set us up for World War III? Is that the, is that the end game here? God bless us all. And Lord have mercy. Shalom.
To God be the glory and praise. I would like to share to you the dream that I had uh, April the 5th. And it has something to do about teaching. And um, teaching and um, gathering of people and planting. And so anyway, in my dream, I saw myself um, in a classroom and I was teaching uh, the students. And I was told that my penmanship on the board was really so huge that I need to use uh, a different kind of marker in order for me to to fit in just like any other teacher. And honestly, my, hand, my penmanship is too small, but uh, I was wondering why my handwriting is so huge and it's so different from the others. And so anyway, and uh, after that, I was told also that I should be giving an assignment because I'm not giving an assignment in every lesson that I I made. And then suddenly my dream shifted. I've been looking at this big container, shipping container, and it was open because homeless people are actually taking the clothes out of this uh, shipping um, box. And then the dream changed again. And I was in this gathering of uh, my childhood or my classmates, my high school friends or classmates, and I'm seeing them. They're having like a celebration or a gathering. They were all dressed nice, and I was invited by this uh, classmate of mine, and I was seated also in another group. There's another gathering of all my classmates. They were all wearing fancy stuff. The only thing that I noticed was... Um, in this big table gathering, um, I was not invited. It's like I felt like I was not invited. I felt like I'm not part of the group. And so anyway, I turned around, turned my back. I left the place. And as I was leaving, I noticed that I. it seems like I was on top of the hill. And I was like um, jumping. And I was looking at my feet because my feet started to be like stiff. So I was jumping on this ladder. It's a high stiff uh, area, and there's a ladder like this, or a staircase, a brick staircase, and I was jumping on it and looking at my feet. It looks like a, a you know, a, the feet of a ship, you know, uh, the lamp. I was jumping on it, so you know, my feet was so stiff, jumping down, and I was wondering, my feet change. And so my dream changed again, and I have this, I was holding a plant, a plant or a seed, and uh, I was holding it. Then suddenly my boss took all the plants and the seed in my hand, on my hand, and then she said she's going to plant it. And I was saying, oh, I'm, I'm supposed to plant it, but she took it out of my hand. And I was saying, oh, my area is too small for, for my garden plot. So anyway... Uh, I and that's how the dream ended. So I was asking, uh, I was asking the Lord what it is all about. So it reminded me I was led to Second Timothy first one. It is talking about the reminder as a teacher. All of us who are speaking the words of God, we're like considered teaching because we're preaching the word of God. Remember, Jesus is a teacher. So when you're teaching or when you're speaking the words of God, read 2 Timothy 1. 
For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, His prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. So this is actually Paul speaking that uh, when we are preaching the word of God, we always have to remember that we have to join the suffering of the Lord. The Lord actually said, if they persecute you, they remember they persecuted me first. We, you know, uh, even the apostles who were preaching the word of God, they were actually suffering and they were persecuted because of the words that they're saying to other people about God. And we always have to remember that the Lord saved and called us into a holy life. And then it's not because of anything we have done. When the Lord called us to share the testimony, it is not because of what we have done. But it's because of God's own purpose and grace. It is because of His own purpose and grace. That's why we always say, may the Lord's will be done. And when this grace is revealed, when the grace was given to us through Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus, it was given to us in the beginning of time. You know, the, the grace was given to us in Christ Jesus and it was given to us before the beginning of time. And when it was revealed during the time of Jesus' appearance here, through the appearing of Jesus Christ, Jesus destroyed death and it brought us the life and immortality to light. You know, the life and immortality was actually opened up. It was actually uh, shown to us. It was revealed to us that we have, the, we have the life everlasting with Christ. And it is not because we're doing good, but because of the grace and the, uh, the purpose of God, God's will. And we know it because of the gospel that was taught to us through the Bible. That is why... Paul said, I am suffering as I am, yet this is no cause for shame, because I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. So Paul said, keep this as a pattern of sound teaching. We have to remember this when we are teaching the words of God. We have to remember that with faith and love in Christ Jesus, we always have to remember that we should have faith and love of Christ in our heart. That we have to guard it in our heart because it is entrusted to us. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. That's what Paul is trying to tell us. So when you go to Second Timothy 2 verse 11 to 13, here is a trustworthy saying, If we died with Him, we will also live with Him. If we endure, we will also reign with Him. If we disown Him, He will also disown us. If we are faithless, 
we he remains faithful for he cannot disown himself so this is actually four very meaningful thing that we have to remember that if we die through Christ we will live with him and if we endure till the end we will reign with him but always remember if we disown Jesus Christ he will disown us and we are supposed you know if we became faithless the lord will remain faithful that's why we have to remain keeping the faith in our heart that we have to trust him with all our body mind heart and soul the lord knows those who are his and everyone who confesses the name of the lord must turn away from wickedness and flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness faith love and peace along with those who call on the lord out of a pure heart that's probably why i was looking at this gathering they were also fancy and i'm thinking i don't belong to the group so probably this is just reminding me when you have the lord in your heart you know you can discern you can discern that you are you know whenever you are gathered to the to 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 whoever that doesn't belong to the lord you will discern it you will know it and the lord will give us the wisdom understanding and discernment to know and so no being a uh, being uh, while walking in righteousness with the lord we have to remember There should be no foolish arguments being a child of Christ no quarrels must be kind to everyone we need to remember we have to able to teach not resentful opponents must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them repentance leading them to knowledge of truth so when we are teaching and people are arguing with us we always have to tell them gently and instruct them that they might be given they might be granted repentance by accepting Jesus and uh walking in righteousness with the Lord so Paul is also talking about the terrible times on the last days people will be lovers of themselves lovers of money boastful proud abusive disobedient to their parents ungrateful unholy without love unforgiving slanderous without self-control brutal not lovers of the good treacherous rash conceited lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of lo- of god having form of godliness but denying its power have nothing to do with such people and that's probably why when i see this gathering and i thought i don't belong to the group and i jump out away from this group we have to remember when we are you know the lord also mentioned about us being in the group of the wolves we have to remember that you know when we are around the wolves we have to live righteously according to god's will but we have to be careful that we have nothing to do with 
these kind of people. So when you go to Second Timothy 3 verse 12, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. And so persecution will be in different ways. People will be mocking you, laughing at you. They will even fire you from your work. And, uh, you know, I encountered that. And people will even, uh, during the time of the Lord, they're even stoning people. So evildoers and imposters will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. This is what we're supposed to remember. That at these last days, it's going to get more worse. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of because you know those from whom you learn it. Because we love the Lord and we accept Jesus as our Lord and our Savior. We know that the words we're speaking and we know the truth that we learn is coming from God Almighty Yahweh. And the teaching is also being said by His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. So we always have to remember, all Scripture is God-breath and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And you can find that in Second Timothy 3 verse 16. And we have, that's why the Lord said, we need to fully equip ourselves with the full armor of God. And how? By continually reading the words of God in the Bible. When you go to Hebrew 4 verse 12, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Pursing even to the dividing, dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And so that's why, that's how powerful the word of the Lord is. And how is that? And that's what we are supposed to remember and more. Being, uh, being a teacher or being uh, the instrument of the Lord speaking the words of God to other people. So what is this stolen clothes all about in my dream? When you go to Matthew 6 verse 19 to 12, the Lord is reminding us, not, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth no wrath destroy and where thieves do not break in or steal. This is what the Lord is trying to remind us. The Lord is trying to tell us that our treasures is supposed to be focused on the treasures in heaven. Because he's going to give us the treasures that no one is going to steal. That it's not going to be wrath and it's not going to be stolen. Oh, Lord God, you know, I give the glory and praise to God Almighty because I know, you know, even there's a treasure or not, my objective, and I give the glory to the Lord God Almighty. All I wanted is to be with Him in heaven. I always dream about about me lying down, lying down on His lap, crying, 
crying when I am in pain. And I want to listen to him while he speaks, while he speaks to his children. You know how amazing it is? Do you know um, how amazing to see God, to see Jesus Christ when he hugged me? The joy is um, more than words can ever say. And uh, we brothers and sisters should be, I know all of us are looking forward to be with him in heaven soon. And so why are this gathering of people I'm seeing? In Matthew 10 verse 16, I'm being led mostly on Matthew. Behold, I send you out a ship in the midst of the wolves. So be shrewd as serpent and innocent as doves. There's a lot. I know you see wherever you go right now. You can see the difference between two groups of people. Just like what I posted in my dream, in my video. The Lord is dividing the people now. You can see the good and you can see the bad. They're really showing it out. And even the godly people, they are very vocal in the love of the Lord. And same with those bad ones. So the Lord is going to put us in the midst of these wolves. But we have to be remember that we will be as rude as the serpent and innocent as doves. We have to be wise that we're not going to be taken by them. But we need to be, uh, we need as, as as much as possible, we can remind them. We, we can remind them about the salvation of Jesus Christ if they repent. And so Matthew 25 verse 33. He will put the sheep on his right and goats on the left. And remember, uh, just like what I'm seeing in my dream, I was asking the Lord, why is my feet looks like a sheep? When you go to Psalm 114 verse 4. The mountains sleep like rams, and the hills like lambs. It's like I'm jumping on the hills. I don't know. The mountains sleep like rams, and the hills like lambs. I really don't understand that. And just help me out here, and I'll give the glory to the Lord God Almighty. But I know one thing I know. I was jumping like my feet like a sheep. Because I know the Lord was talking about, you know, the the sheep knows me. I am a sh I am a good shepherd, just like what the Lord said. And my sheep know me. So probably because I know I don't belong to that group, I was jumping like a sheep going away from those crowd. The crowd that are gathering treasures on earth, the worldly desires. And we're not supposed to gather the world, you know, we're not supposed to focus on the worldly desires. Because they fade away, they, they, they rot. We're supposed to look for the treasures in heaven. Oh, brothers and sisters, why is that? Uh, why, why is the plant in my hand that I'm supposed to plant taken away from me? When you go, uh, when you go to First Corinthians three verse seven, so neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything but who water is anything but only God who makes things grow. This is just trying to remind us that, you know, we, children of God, whether, you know, as we, as we speak the words of God, 
as we do the righteous way, godly way here on earth, you know, when we we preach the words of God, we show the love, the care, the affection that the Lord is trying to tell us when we feed the poor, when we when we feed the hungry, when we give shelter to the needy, all those things. It doesn't matter. Whoever plants the seed, whoever waters the seed, because all our purpose is the same thing. Our purpose is according to the will of God. So they will be, we will all be rewarded with our, you know, we will be rewarded according to our own labor. The Lord will reward us for for our labor. So brothers and sisters, whenever we see people speaking on YouTube about the Lord, they have the teaching and the calling to do the news of what's happening around. Praise be to God. If we are talking to people through YouTube about Bible verses, as long as we don't lead the people away, we don't lead the children of God astray, that's fine. We have the same purpose. We don't want to lead anyone astray. We want to lead all the children of God, including the lost one, to the Lord, to go back to the Lord, to praise God and accept Jesus as our Lord and our Savior. All our objectives should be one according to God's will, that we will all be united, work together as one for the glory of God. And we will be rewarded for that labor. And so, brothers and sisters, for our assignment, just like what was given to me, we have to think, are we living a godly life the way the Lord wants us to be? Are we speaking the words of God to whoever we meet? If we do, are we have to think about our way of living. If we're saying the words of God, we have to think about ourselves, how we live our life. So for your assignment, you have to think about, am I doing the things that the Lord assigned me to do? Am I saying the words to share it to other people? Am I living the godly life instead of the worldly life? And try to think, is the foundation that you built in your life is Jesus Christ? Because if the foundation in your life is Jesus Christ, you will never be shaken. So brothers and sisters, for your assignment, Think about that. And then, if you, if you reflect on those things, we have to always remember whatever we le- learn in the Bible, whatever we listen and learn to the Bible, in the Bible, we have to plant it. Plant it to other people. Plant the seed. Because the Lord will just water those seeds and it will grow. It will grow like a mulberry tree, mulberry tree. And so, brothers and sisters, God bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.
everyone. This is Lisa Haven, and I've got a highly urgent report to share with you today, specifically in regards to the fact that the elite are panicking. Uh, and in fact, they are also holding multiple meetings behind closed doors to discuss the fate of our economy. Now, let's start first with the Federal Reserve Board of Governors. They have now held four special meetings, or are going to hold. Uh, some, of, some have been held. The first one was held on April 6th, the next April 11th, the next today, and then tomorrow they will be holding another. Now, I've never seen this many critical meetings held within one week on the Federal Reserve. So very interesting thing that I'm keeping my eye on, especially considering the topsy-turviness of our economy. Um, also, Joe Biden and President Obama met with Janet Yellen, the federal chair, right after the April 11th meeting that the feds had in their office. What that means, well, it could mean a number of things, but the fact that they're meeting and discussing our financial situation is something that we definitely need to consider. Also, let's take into account the fact that the D20 meeting is going to be held in Washington, D.C. Now, they've got events scattered throughout uh, April 12th all the way through the 15th, and they're going to be discussing financial workings. Now, all this is going on within a week's time frame. Some pretty critical events, uh, not to mention what's going on with the Atlantic Fed Index, and I'm going to get into that in a moment, as well as the Baltic Dry Index, as well as the stock market, which they are just inflating that bad boy. Uh, but I think the best thing to do is let's just delve straight into this report, and let me show you those secret meetings uh, that they're harboring behind closed doors, because they always mean something is coming. And uh, we know it's not a matter of if the economy will collapse, but when. Uh, let's delve into those reports. So here we are. You can see on federalreservewebsite.gov, and here are the board meetings. You can see April 6th was the first one, then yesterday, April 11th, and then today, April the 12th, Tuesday, and then one tomorrow on the 13th. Let's take a look at some of what they're going to be discussing here. First one, here's the one held at 1130 on Monday, April 11th. Topics of discussion, review and determination by the Board of Gover Governors of the advance and discount rates to be charged by the Federal Reserve Bank. What rates are they going to charge? Interesting. Here's another one. Let's go back to April 6th. Bank supervisory meeting, uh, that one was there. Now remember, after this April 11th meeting, Janet Yellen, which I'm going to show you in the report in just a moment, met with Obama and Biden right after that particular meeting. Then after their meeting with Obama and Biden, two additional meetings are held, one today. Again, this is a bank supervisory matter. And then one tomorrow in which they will discuss periodic briefing and discussion on financial markets, institutions, and infrastructure. Um, and again, these are behind closed doors. We're not privy to this information. Uh, Federal Reserve, please keep in mind who they are. They are not a government institution. They are a bunch of foreign bankers, so to speak, who are out for profit. Uh, moving on to that next report. Here we are on the WallStreetJournal.com. You can see the link there. But here it is, President Obama to meet with Fed Chairwoman Yellen on Monday. That is Monday, April 11th. 
this meeting held once again after the private meeting, but they are expected to focus on the state of the economy, Wall Street reform, and economic outlook. Now, the last time such a meeting was held with these characters was November 12th, and that came a month before the Fed's historic first hike rate. Uh, there, so there you have it. So we could be looking at something of that nature. Now, one other thing that I mentioned at the beginning of this video that we also need to consider is the G20 Summit. Uh, and here is just a, a calendar of meetings for the G20 Summit. Uh, they, they gather often, but considering we have the Federal Reserve talking about, uh, you know, certain discussions in regards to finances, we have Obama and Biden and uh, Janet Yellen meeting together after that. And then in addition to that, we have this. Here in April, I want you to notice these dates right here. Um, try to circle them with my mouse here. But we have April 11th, 12th, 12th to 14th, 13th, 14th, and 14th, 15th. Uh, these are just typical climate lies that they're going to talk about. But these later meetings, 13th, 14th, and 15th, are specifically in Washington, D.C., of all places. And they're going to focus on finance and central bank uh, finance um, and central bank governors, these kinds of financial stabilities in our country. So something to think about there as well. Now, something to add to that is this from businessinsider.com. Here we have Jamie Dimon. The U.S. has serious issues that we need to address. Who is Jamie Dimon? He is the J.P. Morgan CEO. Now, he put out this report. Um, let me go to the top here, and then I'll scroll back to what I want to show you. Um, this is J.P. Morgan, Chase & Company, their 2015 annual report. Now, in this report, he talks about tragedy that is coming here in America. And I'm going to scroll back down uh, to where I was a moment ago, page 51, I believe. Um, no, actually, page 49. And here's what he says here in this report. Let me show you the page there. There you go. But I do not believe that these issues will cause a crisis in the next five to ten years. And unfortunately, this may lull us into a false sense of security. But after 10 years, he says, it will become clear that action will need to be taken. So in his uh, report, I guess in 10 years, something needs to happen or the junk is going to hit the fan, so to speak. It will become clear that action needs to be taken. The problem is not that the U.S. economy won't be able to take care of its citizens. It is that taking away benefits, creating intergenerational warfare and scapegoating will make it very difficult and bad politics. This is a tragedy that we can see coming. Early action would be relatively painless. So there is that. But he does report in this that and, and finally admits that some kind of tragedy is coming. Excuse the link there, but there is um, his annual report. And I highly recommend you skim through it. It is 330 some odd pages. Uh, but it does kind of give you an idea of what they know is coming in the future. Now, here we are at the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta, and it's 
right, I guess right before the meetings uh, held at the Federal Reserve or held by the Federal Reserve Board of Governors and the meetings between Obama, Biden, and Janet Yellen, this report came out stating that the Atlantic Federal Reserve Bank revised the revisions of its previous revisements to say the U.S. economy now looks like it will report in the first quarter, as you can see here, a 0.1%. So after that report came out, bang, uh, then we got all the meetings. So interesting there. And here is just um, the evolution of Atlanta Fed uh, here, and it shows for the first quarter, bang, down here on April 4th. Uh, what, and, you know, just something that we definitely need to keep our eyes out on. Now, in case you're not aware of what the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta and the, and the, and the Atlanta Fed Index is, it's, um, here's a quick definition. A monthly survey of manufacturing firms located in the southeastern U.S. conducted by the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta. The index is also known as the Southeastern Manufacturing Survey. The Atlanta Fed Index tracks both current and expected indexes for production, for shipment, new orders, backlog orders, finished good inventories, employees, average net, uh, average work week length, and new orders. So there's kind of you know a quick breakdown. Now it is also one of the most closely watched, and it is seen as an important manufacturing indicator because of the states covered are among the most manufacturing heavy states in the United States. Uh, that is why this is important. Now, I'll leave a link. This is on investatopia.com. I'm going to leave a link to this. So if you want to read um, why that's something important to watch, you can. Now, last thing that I want to cover here is on the economic collapse blog. Now, this was written by Michael Snyder, April 10th. Uh, economic collapse is erupting all over the planet as global leaders begin to panic. And he's referencing some of those meetings that I spoke about, the G20 meeting, the meetings at the Fed, the meeting with Janet Yellen, uh, what's going on with the Atlantic Fed Index there. All of it is kind of adding together, but we are at that tumbling breaking point, and I think they know that. But here um, he really gets into what's happening worldwide in, I think, Brazil. He, he gives reports from CNN. He gives reports of what's happening in Venezuela, um, what's going on in um, the collapse of the Italian banking, banking system, uh, Europe, Europe, what's going on in Europe financially, information from business insiders. So all kinds of, of great information. But I'm going to leave a link to this report because I also want you to see what's going on worldwide with the banking system. So you can you know, see it's not just happening here in America. There's a global thing. And out of that, well, we know what's coming, and that is a new world order. But there, there is all that information. There you have it. They obviously know something we don't know. They are keeping it behind closed doors and not telling anybody. Now, here's the thing we need to remember. Back in 2007 and 2008, were we warned uh, that that event was going to transpire? Absolutely not by our government. No one was told. It just happened. They just allowed it to take place. That's the exact same thing that will happen in the future when the economy finally collapses, when it hits the crapper. Now, the only thing that we have forewarning us are top economists telling us things. We can look at banks. We can look at 
secret meetings behind closed doors and speculate when that's going to happen. Uh, and we can give you the best warning that we can, but you're not going to get that warning um, from the government. We didn't get it in 2007, 2008, and you're not going to get it in the future. Uh, so just something to ponder with that and keep that in the back of your mind. Uh, but definitely, if they're having meetings behind closed doors, and consistently so uh, with Obama, with Yellen, with uh, what's going on with the Atlantic Index, with the Baltic Dry Index, with the, you know, the stock market, all these things we need to consider. We know that uh, internationally they are dumping our debt. We know internationally other countries are faltering and toppling uh, what's going on in China, what happened with Greece a while back. It's, it's, it's literally hitting the fan, and we have blinders on. Uh, and this is something that causes a lot of red flags for me and why I bring it to your attention because I think you need to know about it. Not only that, but let's also consider what's happening with the election. We know in Colorado that they uh, you know, took all the delegates and gave them to Ted, Ted Cruz. There wasn't even a vote to be held. I don't care what the law says. I don't care what laws they passed a long time ago in order to accomplish what they did the other day in Colorado and saying they're going to uh, push it all through. It doesn't matter what the people say. It's illegal. I don't care. The law that they made is illegal to do that. They should not have the capability to do that, period. And I'm outraged by it. And everybody should be, whether you're a Ted Cruz supporter or a Donald Trump supporter or whoever you're a supporter of, that is utter stealing. That is stealing and fraudulent. And um, Ted Cruz should say, hey, uh, let's do this the right way and go for the vote. But that didn't happen. It didn't happen. So it's wrong on every level in my book. I don't care what laws are in place because the laws are wrong and the laws are illegal in my book, uh, according to the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and the rights that we have. We're not communist China. We're America, for crying out loud. This same junk happens in China where they give you a select few candidates and say, hey, you can only pick the ones that we want, but you get to pick between the two or three that we want or how many ever they have for the people to choose. Uh, but they get to vote. They just get to vote between the elected people that are pushed up by the government. Uh, same kind of thing here, but a different ball pit, so to speak. Let's try this ball pit. Well, if we can't, you know, get an, there's too many people voting for Trump or whatever, let's just cast all our delegates for Ted Cruz, right? Makes me worry even more that he could be establishment. I don't know. I know a lot of good people are going for Ted Cruz, and maybe I'm wrong. But, you know, anyway, I don't want to get into that topic right now. I just... We need to focus on what's happening with the economy and what's happening with the election as well because I wonder, and I do wonder, I know many people have told me, well, he's going to cancel the election and initiate martial law before uh, the election even takes place. They're not going to let anybody in. Uh, could that happen? Absolutely. Do I know? I don't know. Um, I can speculate. But if all these meetings are happening right now before the election, my hairs are going up and um, I, I began to think, well, you know, could he cancel the election? He, he absolutely could, legally speaking, with these fraudulent laws that they keep creating and forcing on the American people to make their illegal sin legal, so to speak, when it shouldn't be legal in the first place. Uh, and they're breaking every law in the book. Absolutely, he can do that. And will he? I don't know. Uh, and they won't ever call it martial law. When they do initiate it, it'll be some kind of peacekeeping force. Strong Cities Network, maybe that's what they'll call it, right? Because that's an international worldwide peace force for the new world order, which we know the end game is the new world order. If you've not looked up Strong Cities Network, Google it, Strong Cities Network, entire reports on that. 
uh, where it's a global police force. Basically, one police force linking with another, sharing information, Paris linking with uh, Detroit, linking with New York City, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and a bunch of fun there, but they'll have some sort of peacekeeping force. It won't be countrywide. It may be, you know, cities, but in the event that an economic crisis comes, that might be something that they push through and attempt to put some kind of police force to bring in peace, so to speak, and take away the guns, which we know comes as a result if there are a bunch of riots and yada, yada, they will do that. Uh, but not saying that will happen, I don't know, but nonetheless, there are all the laws in the book for them to do that. That's what I can say, and that's what I will say uh, in regards to that. My, my hope is, you know, the election goes through. I personally believe it will, though as we get um, deeper and deeper, you know, <laughs> you start thinking, ah, you know, that would be horrible. But if we get another Hillary in, which is possible, or Bernie Sanders, then we're looking at socialism, communism. Anyway, they're going to initiate and push the same crap as Obama. Uh, maybe even worse, in my opinion. So whether Obama stays in or goes out, which I believe he'll go out, and if we get Hillary or Bernie in there, uh, I don't think they'll let Bernie in, but I don't like Bernie either, nonetheless, but I hate Hillary. I, I don't like either of them. Um, but if one of them get in, we're looking at hell over, hell freezing over uh, here in America. Anyway, I don't want to ramble on... Um, Hopefully you get the gist. But thanks again for tuning into my channel. Um, if you have not checked out some of my partners here, I've got two. I've got GetTheTea.com. He's got great detox program. I use the Super Strength Tea. I also use the Sea Vegetables. Uh, great product there that has uh, iodine in it. It's all organic. It's from the sea. Great stuff. I actually think the smell is pretty neat. But uh, if you like the ocean smell, I guess. Um, in addition to that, I also have uh, my partner as well, foodforliberty.com backslash haven. I'll leave a link below. Get yourself prepped and stored with food because, look, if the economy hits the fan and all these meetings are taking place and these things are happening, if everything goes south, you're going to need food. You are not going to be able to rely on these distribution lines. Did they work back in the 1940s and uh, when the Great Depression hit? No, they didn't. People starved. People were malnourished. People died of malnourishment. Why? Uh, because they relied on the government for that food. You can't do that. You can't do that because it's not going to be there, and it's going to be in minimal portions. And they've even said, there's CIA agents and people who've come online and leaked that there's not going to be enough food. So keep that in mind. Get prepared with food. If you don't do it through Food for Liberty, do it for somebody. If you don't, pack it yourself. But have some extra on hand for you and your family. Anyhow, uh, also don't forget to subscribe to my channel here. I got lots of great stuff. And thanks again for tuning in. This is Lisa Haven signing out. Glory, mighty Jesus. We give you honor, Lord, for your presence, Lord Jesus, for your anointing, Lord. Mighty Jesus, we ask that you will take over this program tonight, Lord, and that you will minister to your people, Lord, according to the need of your people, Lord Jesus, that you will speak to us, Lord, in a mighty, mighty special way, mighty Jesus. Please, mighty Jesus, minister to us, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, shalom, shalom, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Lord's Tower. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Hope that, hallelujah, my brothers and sisters have having a wonderful day. Hallelujah. Today. I want to thank each and one of you for your prayer. I want to thank you for being for being there for me in prayer. Hallelujah. I've been feeling a lot better today. I thank the Lord for that. Hallelujah. He is so good and he is so merciful. Hallelujah. 
We serve such a merciful God, hallelujah. And so I want to thank each and one of you, hallelujah, that had uh, have been there in prayer for me. Hallelujah. Thank you very much. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The love, the love of God's people has been felt. Hallelujah. And I want to thank each and one of you. Hallelujah. For your support and prayer. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. I think I can hear my throat much clearer today. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's not that I have stopped doing what I do every day almost. But, um, I'm, hallelujah, I do feel a lot better. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so I thank God, hallelujah, for each and one of you that, 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 that's been there for me, hallelujah. And prayer, praise Jesus, hallelujah. I want to I wanna play an audio here for, uh, praise Jesus, hallelujah. I'll be back after this. Praise the Lord, everyone. Welcome to God's Only 7 Channel. I'm Sister Barbara. Brother Dan here. Happy New Year out there. I uh, hope you had a safe uh, last night if you were out at the New Year's Eve party. We were calm sleeping. <laughs> so join me in the New King James Version Study Bible. I'm going to be in Malachi today. I'm going to be in Malachi 4, and I'm reading uh, verses 1 to 6. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, and all the proud, yes, all who do wickedly will be stubble. And the day which is coming shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts that will leave them neither root nor branch. But to you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go out and grow fat like salt-fed calves. You shall trample the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet. On the day that I do this, says the Lord of hosts, remember the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded him in Horeb for all Israel with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. So this prophecy ties into an older prophecy that Brother Dan and I have. It's a double prophecy. The title of it is Elijah again. So you, I'm going to tag that underneath this message. Great. Uh, glad to be here again on God's Healer 7. I have this word from December 31st of 2012. Shall the Lion of Judah not re roar with my return? Each of my children has a purpose that is known only to me. Stand tall, son of man, and proclaim my glory. Evil fears what I speak. It curses my name. I shall slay the serpent, for all things are known to me. Repent and proclaim the good news, for my return draws near. I have called thee, and you have answered. I have spoken, and you have listened. I have ordered thee to do my works, and you have been found obedient. Satan has tried to destroy you, but he will not succeed. I have strengthened thee with the armor of my word. I have fortified thy spirit. Your words shall stir men's hearts and give them hope. 
Shall the angels not blow the trumpets when I return? Duty requires perseverance. Proclaim, Son of Man, the day of the Lord is at hand. Know now that events shall move like a whirlwind, for it is I who control men's footsteps. I shall remove the coverings of darkness, and all shall see the light. Can you not feel the breath of my spirit? These times require action. I shall awaken those that have fallen asleep. In my hand I hold life's mysteries. Shall I not open my hand to reveal much? In the beginning there was truth, and it was my will that created all. The breath of my spirit was the essence of life, for what I willed came into being. Shall not the creator of all render final judgment? Truth has spoken, for what I speak now is holy. Amen. Amen. Whoa. Wow, double wow, triple wow. And again, we have several messages here where the Lord instructs us to proclaim His glory. And this message, uh, we prayed over this message mostly yesterday. I was on this all day. And um, until last night, and then Brother Dan got a little revelation from the king to go back and listen to our video titled Elisha again. Uh, one of the two witnesses. Is there someone out there? Elisha? Has Elisha the prophet returned? Is he coming? Is he here now? Is he maybe on YouTube? I don't know. I don't know. So you tell me what do you think. So again, I'm proclaiming the acceptable year of the Lord from now until September 23rd, 2015, Yom Kippur. Have a blessed day today and, and have a great New Year uh, this year. Uh, we don't know what's in store for us, but the Lord says right here, this is very interesting, the day of the Lord is at hand. Know now that events shall move like a whirlwind. So get ready. Thank you, Brother Dan. Amen. Peace to all of you out there. Shalom. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God Almighty. You know, we've been talking about the new, this new world order that is being put together behind the scene. All, all, all the work of Satan, for sure. Hallelujah. It, it, it is all the work of Satan, hallelujah, and, and all his demons doing all this work, hallelujah, and, and we even had talked about a revelation the Lord gave me a few months ago, last 2012, where the Lord showed me uh, uh, demons from the heavenly place, places, heavenly realms, coming down in this round ship, looking like aliens, they look like this tall man with a round head, long, long neck. Alien, just alien. You can type alien on YouTube, and it's just what you see there. Hallelujah. And they came down here, somewhere here in one of the government area. The Lord took me down to show this to me. And what I seen was that they got, they got, they got out of that round ship and went into one of the government buildings. And they have briskcase, a briskcase with technology there 
to give to our government. Hallelujah. The Lord showed this to me. To give to to the US government here. And I was I was really surprised, hallelujah. That I was seeing this, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. These aliens has been giving technology to our government for years now. Many years, because I, you know, when people were talking about all this and all that, all these years, you know, I never believed that. I never believed. I, I always say they were demons, but you know, never, never believe in aliens, and you know. And I said, well, let me pray about this. Let me see what the Lord has to say about this. And I knew they were demons, but you know, I wanted more information in regard to what's happening out there. And when the Lord showed this to me, I was like, wow. Then in another revelation, the Lord takes me to the heavenly places. Hallelujah. And and took me to where these aliens that are demon. And I don't the Lord never liked the word alien. He don't like that word. Because there's there's such an evil behind the word aliens. You know, even though the, the word alien comes out of the Bible, when he says to the Jewish people, Remember you were aliens, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. And so, um, and so, praise Jesus, the Lord takes me up there, and I'm going in there with the Lord Jesus Christ walking with me. Hallelujah. And we go into these warehouses up there, and what I see is these, 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 these demons, okay, the work of Satan, these, with these uh, toad head and all that, and once they see the Lord, I'm walking in there with the Lord, they see the Lord, and they were walking on these wrong machines and all that. Okay, and they start running. They just started running, and I see them throwing tools down and all that, that they were working on this machine up there. And so and you, you also got to remember that although they, they do have pretty, pretty, pretty advanced um, technology compared to human technology, praise Jesus, hallelujah, they do have, I will say it again, they, they have more advanced technology than human Hallelujah. But it don't mean that that technology don't break down. Of course it breaks down. It breaks down all the time. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. It breaks down all the time. Hallelujah. And because remember, they are disconnected from God. They, 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 might, they probably had a, they have wisdom before. They've fallen angels. So their wisdom, it, it's, they're confused in a lot of things, I'm pretty sure. They don't have the wisdom to create real good technology like there is in heaven. And that first level of heaven, there's, God has, I say God, but it's made by the angel of redeem with the wisdom of God. God has real good technology, which is going to be used in the millennium. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. But, uh, these, these demons in the heavenly realms, they've been giving the government down here technology. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And, and it's, it's not too good. It's not too good. It's just not too good. So all these technologies that we've been using has been given to them, to us. You know, an example, if they gave us window, uh, window for computers and all that, Mac and all that, it breaks down once in a while. It gets bogged and, and virus and all that. So that technology is really bad. It's really, you know, it's not good. It's not that good. This demon technology is real bad. Satan cannot come up with nothing good. Hallelujah. And anyway, you know, the devil, he wants to do a destroy, and he comes to kill, steal, and destroy, John 10, 10. And I want to apologize. Someone is trying to call me on Skype. I cannot take a phone call while I'm in the air. I truly apologize. People do this all the time. They tend to forget that, um, you know, 
I, I can only speak once, hallelujah. At once, hallelujah. I cannot be in two places at the same time. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so again, you know, this technology they have is so poor. It is just so bad. This technology the devil and all these demons have, it is so poor and it breaks down so much. And, you know, they've been giving this technology to our government. Our government thinks it's, it's the best thing they have, they have seen. And they jump up and down when they get this technology from this demon. And they think it's so good. The CIA has so much technology from this demon. And they think it's so good. Oh, out of space stuff. It's, it's really bad. It's really bad technology. It's really bad. It breaks down all the time. Gets all kinds of virus. It just It's really, you know, one thing that the Lord wanted me to see, the technology that's in heaven. Hallelujah. And, and let me tell you something. I was taking in one of the plane. They have in heaven for a ride by one of the mighty angels of God. And I was shocked how good the technology the technology that God gives the angel is. It is amazing. Hallelujah. It's not like these demons give to humans. This technology they give to humans, they think they're giving the best technology, and it just breaks down all the time. It just breaks down. It's really bad. It's really, really bad. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so, you know, Praise God, hallelujah. So let's move on, hallelujah. Praise Jesus. So now 2013, um, uh, 2013, <coughs> hallelujah, there is there's a lot of planning of this NWO, New World Order, hallelujah, that is being planned by the enemy and men and all that, and, and, you know, the Antichrist of BC and the United States, he got, they, got, they got evil plans for the world. In this 2013, and they they they're putting um uh they're putting their head together, okay. And and you know it I I always it always comes to my mind when Jesus said that Satan does not by himself if, if he does his throne his kingdom will, will will come down. No, this is not a recording. This is we're live. We're really live. You know, Hallelujah. And so before I go into the word into the word of God. I just I just want to go over this stuff. Hallelujah. Here in 2013, that where we are today. Today is what the four, the four of 2013. Already January four. Hallelujah. And let me tell you something. Uh, over here is a lot of talk about the NWO, the New World Order, and the RFID uh, ship. Hallelujah. That is being put together. Hallelujah, especially in the United States and the world, to to put to implant this thing into people. Now they they don't believe what God says in His Bible and His Word. Okay, that there will be a mark of the beast put on their hand or on the forehead of people. Hallelujah, they don't believe this stuff. Most of the world don't believe the Bible. Okay, they think it's story, they think it's nonsense, but the Bible is so accurate. Hallelujah. The Bible is so accurate, praise Jesus, hallelujah, that um, um, it, it, all this is being put together, and the government thinks, hallelujah, this is the best plan to avoid terrorists and all kinds of things, to, imp, to implant this ship in, into people's hands, hallelujah. But, but they have forgotten that it says in the hand or in the forehead. And so there's a few people up there that already had this stuff implanted in their hand. And they think this is the greatest thing that ever happens to them. And, and for sure, 
I, I'm listening to a lot of professors, a lot of people in power that thinks this is the greatest things, okay, that humanity can have. And so they are, you know, right now the, the, the medical pharmaceutical companies in the United States and in Europe and around the world are pushing this beast with the beast in Europe, hallelujah, to go ahead and move on with the RFID ship. They are pushing this stuff with everything they have. And, you know, these are the people that got the billions and trillions of dollars in their account. And so uh, the government must listen to them because they got all kinds of degree, okay? They got all kinds of degree and studies, on, you know, on them. And so they got so much money, too, that the government cannot avoid them. Hallelujah. They must do what they're asking them to do. But in another word, the word of God comes to pass. It has to. Now, a lot of people, including Christians in the United States, and someone in Europe was writing to me about this, okay? People in Europe and in the United States, they believe that the RFID ship is not the mark of the beast. They say it's not the mark of the beast, and it's not bad, okay, that they will get it. If it will come out today, they will have the government put it on them, okay? This is, this is how blind the, the enemy wants to make everybody out there. Hallelujah. You know, I had someone from Europe contacting me saying, Brother Elvie, I, I believe you're wrong. I believe you're wrong about the RFID ship. This is not bad, Brother LB. A Christian was saying this to me from Europe. Hallelujah. And of course, you know, I, I, you know, when people contact me about these stuff and all that, and they want to tell me, you know, this is not bad, this is okay, you know, you could get this RFID, it will be good for you, you will, they will be able to identify you, you get sick, you get a heart attack or anything. You can go to the doctor. They will be able to scan you. They don't have to go over your, your wallet or anything. And so they think this RFID is the greatest thing, hallelujah, that is coming out, and it should be put this year, hallelujah, into action. The, the, the government should put this, uh, this beast should put this into action this year, 2013. And so this is why I say the 2013 is the year of the New World Order, hallelujah, in the RFID. I'm going to continue to talk about this because this stuff is happening every day. It's coming out on CNN. It's coming out on Fox News. It's all over the Internet. People are talking about this stuff. So we got to talk about it. Hallelujah. We, we need to tell people, hallelujah, that this is evil. Nothing that comes from Satan is good. Hallelujah. Nothing that comes from the enemy is good. It may sound good. It may look good. Hallelujah. But it's not. Praise Jesus. It's not good. It is not good. Praise Jesus. It's evil. Hallelujah. And so, you know, in these days, people are so confused of what is good and, and, and what is not good that they, they make Satan look like a saint. Okay. That's how bad people are. So that's how confused people are. Hallelujah. They make Satan look like a saint these days. And they're calling Satan a Christian today. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, in the time of Jesus, Satan was bad. 
Satan was evil. Today, day, in 2013, Satan is a saint. Okay? And so, it, 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 people are just so confused of what is good and what is evil. But the Bible says, well, to those that call evil good. And so we have a lot of people today calling evil good. Watch out. Watch out. Pray about it. Keep your eyes open. Don't let anyone confuse you. Don't let anyone deceive you. Don't let anyone mislead you. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Pray and read the word of God. Stay in the word of God. Hallelujah. Pray everything you read. Be very careful. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And so Christian belief here in the United States that the mark that this RFID ship is not bad. It's, it's not evil and it's not the mark of the beast. Hallelujah. Do you know for how many years this, this, Satan has been trying to implement the RFID ship? Someone was saying since in 2008 they tried to pass something like this. Now in this uh, Antichrist plan, hallelujah, in law, hallelujah, he's trying to put it in law. Hallelujah. He passed it in the bell, but he wants to bring it into law. A lot of people say it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I don't know. Because uh, I don't know how much the bride of Christ is going to see. Hallelujah. And so according to the Lord, he's been showing me that we're going to see a lot. We are going to see a lot. And don't mean we're going to be here for a long time. Because this stuff is moving fast. It's moving quick. So now we're hearing a lot of, a lot of this stuff that was quiet. For a couple of years was quiet by the government. Now it's on Fox. Now it's everywhere. People are talking about this openly now in 2013. So I believe 2013 is the year where all more of this stuff is going to keep on coming out and they're going to try to put this into law and get people to, and have people to get this stuff. Hallelujah. They might not be able to pass a law this year because the bride of Christ is still here. But who knows? Who knows? Hallelujah. Because the Lord has been talking to us about time are being persecuted. This RFID may be, may be the, the thing that the enemy is going to use to persecute the church. And when I talk about the church, I'm not talking about the church in general. I'm talking about the true church of Christ who is in repenting, who has the Holy Spirit, and is being watched daily with the blood of Jesus. That is the bride I'm talking about. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Not the general bride. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so, my brothers and sisters, we need to keep our eyes on the Lord. We need to keep on to repenting. Now, I want to go into the Word now. Hallelujah. Look what the book of Ecclesiastes says, one night. The things that have been, it is which it shall be. And that which is done is that we shall, it shall be done. And there's no new things under the sun. Same way Satan misled Deceive people in the past, as we read in the Word of God, same way He's doing it now. Hallelujah! You see, back back in the times of Moses, Hallelujah, when there was a talk of a deliverance, a deliverer, deliverer coming, like a type of Messiah coming. By the time of Moses, a man that God was going to use to deliver the Jewish people. From Pharaoh's hand. Hallelujah. What did the Pharaoh do? Hallelujah. And again, 
What did the devil do? Praise Jesus, hallelujah. To try to destroy God's plan. He has a soldier go kill the firstborn. Hallelujah. When Moses was born, he has Pharaoh try to kill the firstborn. He tried to stop the plan of God. The devil is never going to stop trying to kill the plan of God. Try to kill God's people, God's messenger. He's never going to stop. <coughs> Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, uh, he, he did not succeed it. Because God knew for beforehand that this was gonna this is gonna the devil was gonna do this. God knows how the devil operates. Operates, hallelujah. And see always God is always ahead of the enemy anyway. There's nothing he can do that God don't know about it already. Hallelujah. And so he tried he he he, he put an order out to kill the firstborn in the times of Moses when Moses was born. Hallelujah. To try to top God's plan. And then not succeed it. Hallelujah. Later on, hallelujah, praise Jesus, hallelujah, after God took with strong hand the Jewish people out of the hand of Pharaoh, hallelujah, the devil continued to work through Pharaoh and sent his army through the desert to kill them again, which God wouldn't kill them, hallelujah, at the rest seed. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Now, when Jesus was born, again, the devil trying to plan, trying to stop the plan of God. What did the devil do again? He went, hallelujah, and Herod sent an order to kill, hallelujah, a pilot, I believe it was Pilate, <coughs> to kill the firstborn. Again, the plan, hallelujah, went into action. They were trying to kill, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. The plan of God, but it's never, he's never going to succeed. Hallelujah. And so my brothers and sisters, nothing new was coming with, with this RFID ship. It's just a, another plan of the enemy, hallelujah, to see if he can deceive the elect and, and try to get them to get this market in peace. That's all. That's all, hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Ecclesiastes one fourteen. I have seen all the work that are done under the sun, and behold, it is all vanity and vexation of spirit. A vexation of spirit, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, Hallelujah. The reason why the enemy can do all this evil is because the, the enemy knows that people look at uh, looks, uh, uh, material things, technology. The enemy knows that, that, that men love technology. And so it sounds good to have the, the, this, this microchip inside your skin and you go shopping. You don't have to take out no credit card, no cash on you. Hallelujah, our boys, they say our boys are a lot of hassle. No one's going to rob you. No one's going to take your money again from you. Hallelujah, so because all is vanity, the world doesn't see a vanity, but God says it's vanity. Everything under the sun, behold, it's all vanity. Hallelujah, it's no good. It's all going to perish. Hallelujah. It's all going to perish soon. Praise Jesus. But these humans, these people down here now don't understand that. But we, the, the bride of Christ, need to keep our eyes on Jesus and understand, hallelujah, that all 
have seen under the work that are under the sun. Hallelujah. Behold, it's all vanity and vexation of spirit. It's going to perish. It has no importance for God or before God. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. So my brothers and sisters, don't forget that. Keep this word in your heart. Ecclesiastes, T, hallelujah, 2.11. Then I look in all the work that my hand has brought, and on the labor that I have labor to do, and behold, all was vanity and vexation of spirit. There was no profit under the sun. Again, hallelujah. People are focusing on the work. They're focusing that a company now, I heard on the internet last night, the company thinks that this RFID ship, hallelujah, this this um this ship is wonderful. And they want to implement this stuff for their employer. Or employee, I'm sorry. They want to hallelujah implement this on their employees and they believe that this RFID is gonna help them keep track of their employee. Hallelujah. Whenever they are. No one, no one will be taking break or lunch at the time they're not supposed to anymore. Because with this, with this uh, ship, they're gonna keep track of them. Hallelujah. <coughs> Excuse me. Hallelujah. And so, <clears throat> exactly what, what what Solomon says in his wisdom. Then he said, "Then I look at all the work that my hand had brought, and at the labor that I had labored to do." And behold, all was vanity and vexation of spirit. There was no profit under the sun. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so, what are they thinking under the sun to make profit? This company, hallelujah, this profit that they make is more important than people to them. They got their eye, they got their, their soul, they got their spirit tied out to the profit. They just want to make profit. So they think this RFID ship is wonderful. Hallelujah. Because they will know exactly how much money they're making. Walmart already had this RFID ship in their, in their, in their products and boxes and stuff. I've seen this online. They already have this stuff in Walmart. In every other company, Walmart have made this, hallelujah, the rule for shipping. And, and, and doing business now, that, this RFID ship for products. They want it, They have this stuff almost in every product in Walmart. Hallelujah. And so the rest of all the company have to get it mandatory if they want to do business with Walmart. And there's, there's more than, than, I believe, 10 Walmart in, the, in each state. And I could be wrong. There's probably more than 20 or 50 in different states of Walmart alone, stores. And they all have this RFID ship and their products and boxes and stuff. They have implemented this stuff. And if any company wants to make business with Walmart, they have to have this stuff. Hallelujah. They have embedded in clothing. Imagine that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Ecclesiastes 2.18. Ye, I, I hated all my labor which I had taken under the sun, because I should leave out unto the men that should be after me. Hallelujah. Yes, hallelujah. People have no value to this company. Praise you. So they think this RFID ship is a wonderful thing, this company. 
Walmart and all these companies, they already have it. And now they want the employees to have it. Hallelujah. Uh, Walmart tried to have this RFID on the employees, uh, over, I think it was th- over three years ago, but people rejected this problem. And the, the computer they have made for this stuff for the, for the employee, they have to return all this computer back. Now they're trying to push that through, through this, to the beast, through, the, to, through their, their president, hallelujah, and power. <coughs> Excuse me. So they, they're able to track their employee with the RFID ship. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes 2.19. And I know north that whether he should be a wise man or a fool, says Solomon. Yes, he have rule over all my labor where I have labored, and where I have shown myself wise under the sun, there is also vanity. Hallelujah. These people got under my labor. Labor, labor, profit, profit. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now listen to this. Ecclesiastes 3, 3.16. Amen. That is so true. Hallelujah. I'm sorry. Ecclesiastes 3.16. And moreover, I saw under the sun the place of judgment, that the wickedness was there and the place of righteousness, that iniquity was there. That is so true today. That is so true today. In the place of judgment, the wicked are trying to track, hallelujah, other people. Are the people that are, that are serving God? The whole purpose of the enemy with this RFID ship is to have this ship put on God's people. And again, a lot of Christians in America believe that this RFID ship is not the mark of the beast, and they think it's it's okay to get it, including people in Europe. Someone from Europe was writing to me telling me this. Hallelujah. They they think I'm wrong. They say, brother Elby, the RFID ship is not the mark of the beast. And so a lot of Christians are going to get this stuff. A lot of people think this is a great idea. Hallelujah. When I asked the Lord last year, I said, Lord, is this, is this mark of the beast evil? He said, yes, it is. Do you want your people, Lord, to get this mark of the beast? I mean, I'm sorry, this RFID ship. He said, no. I don't want my people to get it. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Lord, is it coming? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's coming, he says. It's close. Praise Jesus. It's close. Yes, me too. I used to get the flu shot many years ago. Hallelujah. Maybe this is why I got this cold. And now I, I, I don't trust the government to get it. I don't trust them to get it. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Especially when I seek out all these uh, pharma, all these medicine companies and all that, that are pushing the beast in the White House to get, to, to have this RFID be put on patients, on their patients, hallelujah. I remember my brother Larry read an article that says that uh, uh, may, doctor could use the RFID ship on their patient without the patient even knowing about it, without them even knowing about it. When we read that article, we were, we were shocked. Hallelujah. We were shocked. We were really shocked about all this. How can, can they do this to people? 
that violate patients' right. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. But they don't care because they think that they're the smarter one. They they went to college. They they got a, a doctorate, hallelujah, under the belt. Hallelujah. A degree under the belt. So they think that they know what they're doing. We don't know what we're doing. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so my brothers and sisters, we need to be very careful with what is cooking under hallelujah, up there. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes 9.3. There is an evil among, among all the things that are under the sun. There's one evil unto all. Ye also, hallelujah, the heart of the Son of Man is full of evil. And madness is on the heart while they live and after they go to the dead. So these people, what they got in their heart is evil. Hallelujah, because they don't come to the light to repent. They don't come to Jesus to repent. They remain in darkness. They're doing the work of Satan. They don't want to repent. You you tell these people about Christ, they think you're crazy. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. They don't want to come to the light. Hallelujah. And show that, that their work is evil. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. But we got to be careful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, the, the God knows all this stuff before it happens. Hallelujah. The God knows everything before it happens. That's a question. Hallelujah. Let's go into the Word of God now and find out. Ecclesiastes, I know, I'm sorry. Acts 2.23. Excuse me. This man was handed over to you by God, deliverance, plan, and his foreknowledge, and you, uh, with the help of the wicked man, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. God knew. Before knowledge <clears throat> that that the Romans, the evil people, will crucify his son on the cross. Hallelujah. Before this world was created, God knew it. God is not surprised with anything that is happening up there with these evil people. Hallelujah. That is so true. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. God knew all this stuff. Hallelujah. First Peter 1, 2. Who has been chosen according to the knowledge of God the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, to be obedient to Jesus Christ and, sp- and sprinkle his blood, grace and peace be your in abundance. You, my brother, you, my sister, has been chosen according to the foreknowledge uh, for of God. Hallelujah. To be sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Not to be part of the evil one. But to be sanctified through the Holy Spirit. And serve God. Be holy for God. Hallelujah. By the foreknowledge of God. God knew this. God planned this. God, hallelujah, said. Uh, my, sis, my sons and my daughter will be sanctified by my spirit. They will be separated from me. Hallelujah. They will be kept away from all this evil. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Matthew 8, 29. What do you want with us, son of, son of God? They shouted. Have you come here to turn to us before the appointed time? Who was talking here to Jesus? The demons. 
The demons were talking to Jesus. Hallelujah. The disciples were seeing human, but these humans were demon-possessed. And so the demon-possessed, the demon was speaking through this person to Jesus. And they were saying to Jesus, have you come to torment us before the appointed time? God has appointed a time where all these demons on earth, in spirit or in the flesh, dwelling in this body, are going to be tormented. Hallelujah. They are only going to be giving them seven more years for them to do their evil. And that's it. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Now, I want to, before I go on, I want to give you a message from the Father. I have a message from the Father for, for a lot of you that you need to hear tonight. This message is very important because the Lord repeated this message to me twice. I was in prayer uh, yesterday morning with the Lord and with the Father. And the Lord started talking to me. Actually, the Father started talking to me. And the Father says to me to tell his children here on the Lord's Tower that he expects a lot of them, hallelujah, to walk with him. He wants to walk, hallelujah, with some of you here. The Father wants to walk with some of you here. A lot of you, hallelujah, hallelujah, don't, 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 don't walk with the Father. Yes, He is you through the Lord Jesus Christ, but the Father wants to walk with you. Hallelujah. But I tell you something about the Father, the Father takes no nonsense. No nonsense. But He, he told me, and, and when I, I asked the Lord again, or the Lord says to me again, please, please, I want you to tell my people, hallelujah, what the Father told you. Hallelujah. The Lord said this to me because I asked the Lord again. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And he says to tell his people that the Father, I thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, thank you for your anointing, wants to walk with some of you. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. He wants to walk with some of you. Understand, hallelujah, I'm going to try to tell you. I know my brother Larry had told you how difficult it is to walk with the Father. When you go in prayer with the Father, do not think about nothing else when you're praying to Him. He doesn't tolerate that. You, and if you do, you got to repent. You need to be walking in obedience with Him. And in total repenting. You need to repent for every single thing you do right away. Hallelujah. Praise you. He did not give me any name, but he told me he wanted to walk with some of the people here. The Father told me this in prayer yesterday morning, and then the Lord went and said it to me to make sure I give this message to his people. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so the Father wants to do this. He wants to walk with some of you. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so, so I'm pretty sure some of you know who are you. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. But um, I'm telling you, as you start your walk with the Father, you start talking to the Father, be very careful how you walk with the Father. The Father don't tolerate sins. He's very holy. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, brother, for that. Thank you for that. Praise Jesus. I appreciate those confirmations. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so, you know, I, I asked the Lord again because I said, Lord, 
uh, that I that you know this is what the father wants me to say. He says, make sure you tell you tell them this. He says to me, make sure you tell them this. And I know he's confirming it to some of you. Hallelujah! That this is what he wants from you. The father wants to walk with you. Hallelujah. Be very careful how you walk with the Father. Be very careful. But I'm telling you, it's a blessing. Your life will change. You will not be the same in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Your life will not be the same as you walk with the Father. The anointing and the presence of the Father is awesome. He, he, he is almighty. He's powerful. You're going to enjoy walking with the Father. A lot of your questions, walking with the Father will be answered to you. Hallelujah. He will answer your question. And so whatever the Father wants to do with you, you just be obedient and walk with the Father. Hallelujah. And tell the Father you want to walk with Him. Pray Jesus, hallelujah, because He wants to walk with you. Hallelujah. It's the, this is the Father's will for you. Hallelujah. And he, he wanted me to say this. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for that, sister. Another confirmation there. Hallelujah. Pray Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, Hallelujah! God is so good. I, I, I just, I feel, I feel the anointing of the Lord all over me, Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus, Hallelujah! Praise God! He is so happy. I deliver this message, Hallelujah! Praise Jesus, that I, Hallelujah! Praise God, because this is the will of the Father. He told this to me clear. He just started talking to me in prayer. I was surprised. He said, "Tell my children, I want to walk with them. I want to walk with a few of my children, Hallelujah!" And I was like, wow, the anointing and presence was just so real, so real. Hallelujah. And this is an important message for you who are listening who are listening to the program in this hour. Hallelujah. The Father wants to walk with you. Now, let me tell you, hallelujah, what the Father says to me. One, one morning, the Lord takes me to the millennium. And I wanted the Father to talk to me. Hallelujah. And I was waiting. I don't know how long I was waiting for. And Hallelujah. I usually deal with the Lord Jesus Christ, but the Father, you know, God is one anyway. Hallelujah. But when you deal with the Father, it just, it just, he's very powerful, and he's very strict. He's very strict. That's the word I give you. Hallelujah. And the Father, the Father started talking to me in an audible voice, very powerful. The Father says to me, my son, I expect you to walk with me. I demand from you to walk with me. I demand that you that you keep yourself for me. And he just kept on talking to me. And it was so mighty the way he was talking to me. Hallelujah. His presence, his anointing, and it's just so real. Hallelujah. I got very surprised. This is why I asked the Lord. Lord, you know, <laughs> praise Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, did I understand right what the Father is telling me to say? Hallelujah. Because it was just too powerful. And, and the father never, 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 I never heard a word from the father like this, that he wanted to walk with some of his children in the Lord's Tower. And I'm like, wow, people that are listening to this program, that's just powerful, coming from the father. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so you appreciate your walk with the father. And, and I'm telling you, you will come back to me and say, Brother Elvie, it is just so amazing walking with the Father. It is so amazing. So seek for, seek for that in your prayer, in your relationship with the Lord. You know, you want to go to the Lord and ask him for a confirmation, I'm pretty sure he will. Some of the people already uh, heard this from the Lord. You know, when the Father says he wants to walk with you, you, you be obedient and you do it. Hallelujah. Just do what the Father wants you to do. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God because he is so good. 
Now, I'm talking about the Father in his appointed time. Hallelujah. Everything the Father does in his appointed. He knows the, the, the past. He knows the present. And he knows the future. Hallelujah. Acts 3.20 said, And that he may send the Messiah, who he has been, has been appointed for you, even Jesus. He even appointed his son to be sent. Hallelujah. Acts 10.42. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. Jesus Christ has been appointed by the Father to be the judge of the living and the dead. Hallelujah. Acts 17.20 says, hallelujah, I'm sorry, 13.48, when the Gentile heard this, they were glad and honor the word of the Lord. And all who were appointed for eternal life believe. Even people are appointed by the Father for eternal life. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus said that the Father gave all, all of those that were his to him. Even Jesus received from the Father us. We that are the Father, we that the Father had chosen before this world was created. We belong to him. We were given to Jesus to take care of us. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, before I go on, I want my brother Charles to come on the mic for a, for a minute at least. Hallelujah. And share something he was telling me uh, last night that made me real happy, very happy. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Before I go on, I want to go on with this, hallelujah, about the appointed time of God, hallelujah. Because it's just so awesome, so awesome. Brother Chance, can you come on the mic for a minute? Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Just let me know when you're there, brother. Acts 17:26. From one man he made all nations, that they should be inhabited of the whole earth. And he marked out the appointed time in history. In the vandering of the land. God, hallelujah, praise Jesus out of all one man, the inhabitant of the whole earth. He appointed them. In other words, God knows what's coming, my brothers and sisters. There's no surprise to him. Acts 17.31 For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by this man he has appointed, he has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. God raised his son as a sign from the dead that he is the appointed one by God. Hallelujah. To judge the world with justice. Hallelujah. He has appointed his son Jesus to be the judge, to be the savior. Hallelujah. Praise God. He had appointed his son. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Romans 1.4. I'm sorry. Hallelujah. Romans 1.4. And who through the spirit of holiness was appointed the son of God empowered by his resurrection from the dead. Jesus Christ our Lord teaches Paul to the Romans. Hallelujah. He teaches this to the Romans. Listen. Hallelujah, Romans. Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 
through the Spirit of Holiness was appointed the Son of God, empowered by the resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. What a, what a, that must have been a, a great Bible study that Paul had with those brothers, bringing this revelation to them. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Bringing this, this teaching, wonderful teaching. Hallelujah. I wish I, I would have been at least in one of Paul's Bible teaching. Hallelujah. I, I know they, 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 they must have been wonderful. Hallelujah. Another teaching to the Roman 9 9. Hey, brother. So yes, brother. Go ahead. You here? Yeah. I'm sorry. I had to. It's really difficult for me to get in on Skype. Because I'm also logged in through the Lord's Hour, so I have to use another account. It's all right, brother. Okay. Uh, well, real quick, um, the other day I was watching a video, and um, it was talking about heaven. So I just closed my eyes to kind of envision um, what the person was talking about. And as I did that, I immediately saw myself uh, at my house in heaven, and I looked and just zeroed right in on Elvie. I saw his home, and he wasn't far from me, and I saw him and his family uh, standing out in the front yard, and they they just looked so happy. It was it was such an awesome uh, experience. You know, it was just it was just like a quick vision. So that's that's really it. You know, you know, chance, brother, chance. Why I say for you to come over here? Mm -hmm. It's not it is not only for the people to know that I, I I I'm going home in the rapture, but it's 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 because I also seen you in heaven, mm -hmm. and I seen you in the millennium. It's two, two things the Lord has shown me. That I seen you in heaven and I seen you in the millennium. Why is that? You know, it's it's you know you you and my and my brother John Keshin, Hallelujah. Somehow it's gonna be my neighbor. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. But I I didn't, I just didn't have this revelation until you went and confirmed to me something that that the Lord was showing to me. Well, and you I know? think that several uh, in the Lord's hour, it, you know, because we we've come yes. so close to each other, I think we're probably yes. going to be living. You know, yes. close yes. to each other. Yes. I see a group here from the Lord's Tower. I believe more than more than 20, close to 30 people here. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. And there could have been more. I, I could be wrong. There could have been more. That we were all, hallelujah, having a drink in the millennium in this big room. Hallelujah. And it was all these people from the Lord's Tower in the millennium. And then I seen the same multitude at one time the Lord showed this to me. Up in heaven, in heaven, hallelujah! When when this woman was being was um was being hallelujah uh, interviewed by by angels, I said interview. I don't know another word for that right now, but they were asking this woman question and all that stuff. And so I when I looked down at all the people that were sitting and 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 uh, was sitting up in heaven, I seen I seen I seen John, I I seen my brother Chance. Amy, Tommy, a group of people here from the Lord Tower. And please forgive me that I, I just, hallelujah, don't remember all the faces because I don't have pictures of everybody here. But I, I, I do remember all the faces, but I just, you know, I haven't seen all the faces of people here specifically because all I see is name, letters, and all that. But all these people here from the Lord Tower were up there in heaven. And I thought the Lord wanted me to see that also. Let me tell you this. The Lord Jesus wanted me to see this. Hallelujah. And when I looked at this, you know, it, I, I was not a stranger up there because I seen all these people from the Lord Tower, you know, and I'm so happy. Let me tell you, I'm so happy that most of the people here from the Lord Tower that are going home in the rapture, okay, Amen. we yes. are going to stick together. What do you think about that, Brother Chance? I think it's awesome. I can't wait. 
can't wait to you know fellowship in person with all my brothers and sisters you know that we've come to 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 know and love you know over the past year plus <laughs> amen how that's awesome huh? and and so again out of the foreknowledge of God, God knew that this was going to happen. We did, We had no idea. We had no idea because my brother Chance, you know, the Lord spoke to me about about a, a radio program. And my brother Chance, who was a witness here, contacted me. Remember that, brother Chance? Yes, I do. And he caught, what was the word you used when you when you when you first contacted me? The word that I used. Well, I mean, how it started was that. I was just praying to the Lord um, how I could use, you know, because I'm in the information technology business, how the Lord could use me to help spread the gospel and to, to reach out and, uh, you know, to to bring some people to the Lord. And I was watching one of your videos um, where you were talking about possibly, you know, you were entertaining the idea of going on the radio. And so, you know, I just reached out to you. You know, I, I knew right away this is, that's the answer. That's, you know, what I was waiting on because I was waiting for a while. I was thinking about doing a website on my own. I was talking to another guy about, you know, creating a website and just putting some, you know, some scriptures out there and, you know, a path that leads, you know, to salvation, you know, basically like uh, door A, what's behind door A and door B, you know, and the person can, you know, choose the path they're on and then both doors will lead to salvation. But anyway, uh, that was a, an idea I had a long time ago, and then you know when I saw your video, it just it hit me like a ton of bricks. I knew right away that was the path that I was supposed to take. Mm. Well, you know, one of my one of my thing was I needed a, t- a tech. I needed mm-hmm. someone who knew how to handle this stuff, okay. And so that's what the Lord did. He sent me someone who had the knowledge for us to work together. Amen. And it's been a wonderful experience working with my brother Chance. Praise Jesus. He 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 never says no to me. You know, this is the wonderful thing. And uh, most of my brothers and sisters here in the Lord Tower, Sister Amy, Sister John, my brother uh, bro, uh, brother John, I'm sorry. And and, and everyone here, including Jinshin and everyone here, never say no to me. You know, and I tell them, look, it's okay for you to say no to me when I ask you to do me a favor. But they never say no. Hallelujah. And so it tells you right there, it tells me right there that these brothers really love the Lord. They're not here because of Brother Alvy. They're here because they love the Lord and they want to work for the Lord. This is the amazing things that I see here on the Lord Tower, that these brothers and sisters, they love the Lord. Hallelujah. And that's exactly the people that I want to work with. I want to work with people that love God and want to work for God, and wants to go home to heaven. Hallelujah. Not just people that, that, that you know, just want to preach the word and, and waste some time because they got so much time on their hand and, and stuff like that. No, no, no. I want people, I want to work with people who love the Lord and wants to go to heaven. Amen. And that's exactly the people that the Lord have, have, have put us together. Hallelujah, because the, I, my greater desire is to go to heaven and be with the Lord for all eternity. Hallelujah. And so all the people here that the Lord has sent, that have put us together, that's what they want. So it's wonderful to work with them. It is really wonderful to work with them. Hallelujah, because they all, including Brother brother John, Johnson, hallelujah, who helped my sister Amy, my sister Tommy, 
on Sundays, these two sisters have been, what a blessing they've been to my life in the Lord's Tower, hallelujah. And they never say no, hallelujah, and, and praise Jesus, hallelujah, and so it's just been so wonderful. Now, I, you know, I, I, how many people have asked me, brother, have you seen me in this? I've seen a lot of people there, hallelujah, and the Lord allowed me to see the faces and all the hallelujah. Praise Jesus. But I know that uh, there's a lot of people also that were sitting in the back of the group of people, hallelujah, that I don't know I, I don't I don't know their faces. I haven't seen their pictures or nothing. Sometimes people say, Go to Facebook, brother Elby, so you can see us and all that. You know, and very few people send me a picture or let me see the picture and all that. A lot of people keep everything private. So you know, I, I just you know but I seen them how the Lord has shown them to me. Hey, Brother Elby, you know, when I went down, you know, as you guys know, I I went for a few days down to my mom's, uh, who's going through, uh, you know, getting ready to go through some chemo and stuff for her cancer. But uh, anyway, I went down and, uh, you know, I I bought uh, several cases of Bibles and I printed out left behind letters and stuff like that. And and I grabbed two, two Bibles and left behind letters. And I went down and um, I gave one to my mom. And I gave one to my brother Chuck, and um, I'm not sure if you guys know, but my brother Chuck, he uh, he married a Muslim lady, and he had to convert um, to the faith, you know, when they got married. And so there's, you know, my whole family's kind of been worried about, you know, his path and where he's at. So, um, you know, I gave him a Bible and a left-behind letter as well. He said he was going to read it. So, Amen. Praise yeah. God. Hallelujah. God is so good, hallelujah. Yes, my brother Chandler Johnson, he, he helps so much on Sunday, hallelujah. He's part of the Lord's Tower, for sure. And all of you who listen, hallelujah, are also part of the Lord's Tower. Praise Jesus, and I thank each and one of you for everything that you're doing, hallelujah. Thank you, brother Chance, for sharing that with us. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Now, I want to go on the word again. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Now, Romans 9, 9 says this. For this was how the promise was stated. At the appointed time, I will return, and Sarah will have a son. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, 1 Corinthians 4, 5. Therefore, just nothing before the appointed time. Whereunto the Lord comes, he will bring to light what is hidden in darkness, and it will expose the motives of the heart. At that time, each will receive the promise from God. Did God make you a promise? My brothers and sisters, God, hallelujah, is going to bring this to come to pass. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Uh, Ephesians one twenty two, And God placed all things under the feet and appointed him to be the head over everything for the church. Talking about Jesus. Hallelujah. So Jesus has been appointed to be over us. Hallelujah. First Timothy 2, 7. And for this purpose, I was appointed to be herald and apostle. I'm telling you the truth. I, I am not lying in the true fearful teaching of the Gentile. Paul defending his testimony here, his ministry. He was appointed by God to do what he did. Hallelujah. He says the same thing to Timothy in Timothy 1, 11. Titus 1, 3. In which now at his appointed season he has brought to light through the preaching entrusted to me by the by, by the command of our Savior. 
So God has an appointed time, appointed season, and the appointed time when he's going to bring to pass. All these things is coming. Hallelujah. Hebrews 1, 2. But, but in this last day, he has spoken to us by his son. He appointed heir. Hallelujah. Whom, I'm sorry, whom he has appointed heir of all things. And through whom also he has made the universe. Do you want to know how the universe was made? And, you know, again, this is an international uh, an international version of the Bible. Another one says made all things, but I like this one because it says the universe. If your children got questions, you got questions from school and all that, that the universe was made by, by the Big Bang, that is a lie. The universe was made by God. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That is Hebrew word two. But, but in this last day, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he has made, who he, he appointed heir of all things, and through whom he has made the universe, all things. Hallelujah. So through his son, Jesus, God has made all things. Hallelujah. If you wonder how all things have been come to pass, it's because through Jesus Christ. Hebrew 3, 2. He was faithful to the one who appointed him, just as Moses was faithful in all God's house. Hallelujah. Listen to this now. Jesus, what, what did Jesus have in mind when he walked for the Father, hallelujah, for 33 and a half years? What did Jesus have in mind? I'm going to read to you what Jesus had in mind. And how do you know, LV, that Jesus had this in mind? Okay. I'm going to tell you why. This word here in Hebrew 3.2 comes from the Holy Spirit revealed to this person, the writer of Hebrew, which no one knows the name of this writer. But it was given to him by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And this is what the Holy Spirit says in regard to Jesus. He was faithful to the one who appointed him. We know that the one that appointed Jesus was the Father. And so Jesus was faithful to the Father. Who do you and I need to be faithful to? God. Hallelujah. We need to be faithful to God. This is why my sister, this is why my brother, who do you serve? You serve God. You don't serve any man. You don't serve the enemy. You, don't, you serve God. You are a servant of God. Who is the servant, says Jesus in, in Matthew 24? Who is the faithful servant, hallelujah, that when the master comes, he will find him doing so? You and I, you and I are that servant that are waiting for Jesus, who are preparing, who are preaching his word, who are, pre who are seeking him, hallelujah, in holiness and righteousness and repenting, Hallelujah. Calling on the mercy of God for our life. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. So he can prepare us. Hallelujah. For God. He can prepare us to God and he can present you and I as a holy bride to the Father. What did I read before? The Holy Spirit job that here is to sanctify you and I, to make us ready, righteous ready, 
hallelujah, and to present us to the Father, hallelujah. Because when that trumpet sounds, and you and I are taken out of here, hallelujah, we are going up home up there to celebrate, and that Jesus is going to take those that are going to see the Father in the third heaven. All the celebration is in the kingdom of, of the Lord, hallelujah. And then we're going to the kingdom of God. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. We're going to the kingdom of the Lord to celebrate the, 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 the celebration of the bride, hallelujah. And then after that, we're going to the kingdom of God. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And in the kingdom of God, that's where we're going to meet the Father. If a lot of people didn't know, didn't know this revelation, the Lord has revealed this to, to me and my brother Larry. He's going to take us to the kingdom of the Lord, then we're going to the kingdom of God. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Hebrews 5.1 Every high priest is selected from among the people and is appointed to represent the people in matter related to God. To offer gifts of sacrifice for sin. Hallelujah. In another word, as Jesus has been selected as a high priest by God, he is in the matter of the church, of the bride of Christ. So what is Jesus doing in heaven now? Jesus is, hallelujah, pleading before the Father in the matter of the bride. When the bride sin and the bride rep uh, uh, repent, Jesus intercedes before the Father. Hallelujah. For the, for the bride to be cleansed, for the bride to, be, the bride to come under the blood of Jesus and to be purified and be righteous ready. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. That's what is happening right now. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Hebrews 7.28. For the law, hallelujah, the law appointed as a high priest, amen, hallelujah, and the weakness by, and by the oath, which came after the law, appointed a son who has been made perfect forever. Hallelujah. Even when the Bible talks about Jesus, says that he was made perfect. Hallelujah. I'm not going to say that Jesus was not perfect. I'm not going to say that because I know we, we were not. Or we were not. Hallelujah. But God has to make us perfect. And so Jesus was made perfect, says here, Hebrews 7.28. Hebrews 8.3 says, Every high priest is appointed to offer both gift and sacrifice. So it was necessary for this one also to have something to offer. So what did Jesus offer or gave unto the Father for you and I? You know what he gave? His own life. Hallelujah. He gave his own life to the Father. He offered himself, says the Bible. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. What, imagine that. He says to the Father, Father, I offer myself to you. I imagine the Father saying, there's not a greater gift than that, my son. I cannot get a better gift than that. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. That's the greater gift. Hallelujah. Now, what did, Jesus, what did the Father give to the bride, to us? His Son. He gave us His greatest gift. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. We have, a, we have a great gift from the Father, which is His Son. 
Now, because we're talking about 2013, the New World Order, hallelujah. I don't want to forget I have a piece of audio here that I don't want time to run out before I go ahead and play it, and I will be back after this. If there's still time, it should be time after this. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. I want to play this, hallelujah. I hope that each and one of you enjoy this, and I will be back after this. So please, we are entering into a very tough days ahead of us. This is the time for you to make sure that you are at peace with your maker, your savior. You know God as your Lord and personal savior. You know Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal savior. And you are preparing for his soon return, which he is on his way. third angel came and shouted, will happen if you worship the beast and the idol and have the mark of the beast on your hand or forehead. You will have to drink the wine that God gives to everyone who makes an idol. You will feel his mighty anger and you will be tortured with fire and burning sulfur. Beloved, don't be ignorant. After 2012, we are entering into a new world order. Things are going to take a drastic change. Things are going to take a drastic change. Make sure that you are ready in season and out of season. The next great agenda right now is war either with Syria, whether with Iran, whether Iran and Israel and or the Americans with Syria or Americans with Iran, which is going to trigger a series of events. And nations like Russia, China, North Korea, and Iran and all those Arab nations may come together. We are entering into the Great Tribulation. And everything that we have been seeing until now is going to start manifesting or blowing up as we enter into this new coming year, 2013. Prophetically, whatever is happening in the Middle East is going to affect the whole world after 2012 because Jerusalem or Israel spiritually is the center of the world. of the world, whatever goes on will begin to affect the whole universe and now, if you look all around you you realize that 
things are really falling apart um, unless you are really blind. Look at the Arab Spring and how many nations have gone through confusion and all those things. Look at the Western world, the European nations, the financial meltdown. Look at the United States, how today one out of every seven persons is unemployed or living in poverty, not having a job to almost 20 million Americans or 23 million Americans unemployed. Many, one out of every seven on food stamps, things becoming increasingly difficult for the middle class. And this is not the time for blame games. This is not the time of Obama. Obama, no, no, no. This is not the time for Obama. Or, no, no. This is what the world is heading towards. Look at what is going on in Jamaica. Flooding. Look at what we experience in America. Sandy. Iran. Earthquakes. Tornadoes. Wherever you turn, chaos. Chaos. Everything that needs to be shaken is being shaken. Because this world currently is fading away. So those of you who have placed your confidence in your material things and your attention on only things here on earth, you are going to be greatly disappointed. I tell you the truth. You are going to be greatly disappointed. If you don't have Jesus, if you don't have Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, and you haven't learned to trust him now, you are about to experience the most toughest time in your life and you are going to be so miserable because when everything is taken away from you, you will not have any insurance. But those who know Jesus, those who know him are sealed by his blood and are sealed by his anointing. And they will have what is called the blessed assurance. So don't be involved in whether Israel was right or Palestinians are right and who is right, who are you supporting, and don't get yourself into the politics. It, you will not make understand. Oh, you have to pray. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray that the Lord God Almighty will save both the Arabs who are dying who do not know Jesus, the Israelis who are dying who do not know Jesus, anyone who is currently dying in the Middle East. Unfortunately, if they don't know Jesus Christ, you know exactly where they are going. Hell. And they made a statement that Israel has opened the gate of hell. This is a very prophetic statement, meaning that hell fighting, bloodshed, conflict is about to spread. And remember, anything that touches Israel touches America. So Americans are going to be directly or indirectly involved. And if American is involved, your sons and daughters, you are going to be involved. Like Hitler, what he started, Americans think, thought, oh, we are here in, the, in America, it's going on there. Later, they didn't know that they were going to be greatly involved. I tell you the truth, about after 2012, beginning from 2013, many things are going to unfold. As times go on, you will get the picture. But today, don't wait until it is too late. Farming is going to set in. Inflation is going to set in. Hyperinflation is going to set in. More, it's going to be the most toughest and difficult period in our lives. The best days of our lives is not ahead. It is behind us. We just have to be praying for divine assurance in Christ. So believers, I see believers trying to get into the politics. It will do you no good. This is not the time to be political. This is the time for you to be spiritual. Place your confidence on Jesus Christ. Know him. 
and he will give you peace. In the world, he says that you have confusion. In the world, you have chaos. In the world, things will be falling apart. But I have overcome the world. In me, in Christ, you have peace. The Bible says, arise and shine, for your light has come. Arise and shine. Your joy will shine. Your peace will shine. You have peace in you, for your light has come. And Jesus Christ is our light. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. When you place your face and your eyes on Jesus, his glory will come upon you. In the world, there will be darkness and gross darkness. After 2012, entering into the 2013, moving forward, gross darkness, gross darkness is going to cover the earth. And many people will be losing heart. Many people will be depressed. Many people will not know what to do with their lives because they don't know Jesus. But those who have Christ and have learned, some people say they, have, they know Jesus, but they don't know how to trust God. They will also be part of it. Some people say they are Christians, but yes, still, they, are, they don't trust God. They depend on their own wisdom. They will learn the hard way. But those who are humbled and are seeking the face of the Lord, relying on God, waiting upon Him, trusting Him, the, the seal of God will be upon them and the Lord will protect them. I came to submit to you that we are living in the last days. Wake up. Jesus is on His way. Are you ready? Are you born again? Do you know Jesus Christ? As your Lord and personal Savior, Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. No one has access to the Father except through Him. For God so loved you and I that He gave His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, that whoever believes in Him will not perish but will have everlasting life. Anyone who accepts Jesus Christ into their lives as their Lord and personal Savior will have eternal life. But anyone who rejects and refuses Jesus because they think they are very smart, they will be condemned. Life is short, very short. If you don't believe me, life is very fragile. If you don't believe me, when you meet Whitney Houston, ask her. She will tell you life is short. If you think life is not short, when you meet Michael Jackson, ask him. He will tell you life is short. If you don't believe me, when you see Don Colenius, ask him. And he will tell you life is very short. If you don't believe me, when you see this iPad, iPod, iPhone guru, Steve Jobs, he will tell you life is short. Today you are, tomorrow you are not. Where are you going to spend your eternity? Where are you going to spend your eternity? Life is not only here and now. And your final destination is not just death. Your final destination is in two places. Whether in heaven with God or, or in hell with Satan. And the choice is in your hands. It is a choice whether you accept Jesus Christ. What you do with Jesus. What you do with Jesus will determine your fate and your final decision, your desti final destination. What you do with Jesus. Everybody needs to deal with Jesus. Either you accept him into your life and you, are, you follow his direction, his leading, and have eternal life, or you reject him and then you go to hell. Every human being will have to deal with with Jesus Christ. He is he will stand in front of everybody, whether you like it or not. You can ignore him today, but one day you will stand again in his presence and be judged. If you accept him now, you have peace with him. If you reject him now, you will be in serious terrible terrible situation. Life is short. Everything you are seeing is fading away. Don't put your trust in your dollars. 
Don't put your trust in your wisdom. Don't put your trust in your government. Don't put your trust in your investment or your education. It will fail you. And your eternity is what will be, you'll be confronting, whether in the presence of God or being tormented in hellfire for eternity. If you are doomed to be captured, you will be captured. If you are doomed to be killed by a sword, you will be killed by a sword. This means that God's people must learn to endure. Watch out for North Korea, watch out for China, watch out for Iran, watch out for Syria, and watch out for the U.S. and also Israel and the European nations. As the clash of the titans begins, after, I don't know what all this Miami calendars is about, but after 2012, great days, great tribulations lies ahead. Because you workers of iniquity. 
whatever you have been doing in your secret closet, your secret sin, your secret addiction, whatever you've been doing and hiding it from everybody, it will catch up with you, to catch up with me, if we don't repent now and begin to take God seriously and live to please Him. In medical news tonight, a chip the size of a grain of rice could save your life. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens if you're in a bad accident and can't communicate with emergency workers and doctors? New microchip technology now makes it possible for the emergency room staff to find out about your medical history at the touch of a computer key. Hi, Dr. Marco. We're going to uh, check your scan today, okay? Harvard doctor John Hawapka says this radio frequency identification chip may solve that problem. He had it implanted in his right upper arm. A scanner reads an identification number. Those 16 digits are then entered into a secure website where his medical history is stored. EMT worker Brian Orsati says the chip could help emergency workers. Barrett Chip, subsidiary of publicly traded Applied Digital, has added Tommy Thompson to its board of directors. The company hoping the former Health and Human Services Secretary can help accelerate the use of RFID for healthcare and security applications. Joining us to discuss the future of RFID and his plans for Verichip, Tommy Thompson, former Health and Human Services Secretary, and Scott Silverman, Chairman and CEO of Applied Digital. Gentlemen, thank you very much for uh, being with us. Well, thank you. Uh, it's an honor to be on your program. Ms. Thompson, I'll start with you. Um, we're, we're doing a poll today. Would you have one of these things implanted in your arm or... I don't know, under your scalp or wherever you put it. You put it in your right arm, and it's very small, and it doesn't uh, bother you at all, but it certainly is going to allow you to identify uh, who you are, uh, protect your child. If uh, you have a new child that's born in in a nursery, you can protect that child from having somebody walk off of it. You can also protect your loved ones in a nursing home so that uh, you can put a bracelet on and identify that individual and be able to find that individual if that person wanders away. But I certainly do you know how to keep your children safe? We'll tell you tonight. And just around the next high-tech corner, an electronic chip like this that can be implanted under your kid's skin. This is your brain. This is your brain on a microchip. Scientists say they'll now be focusing on linking the microchip with the human brain to see how well it can control artificial limbs and restore brain function. University officials say this is the only Canadian city that will be working with such technology. Crystal Demancing, CBC News. I came to tell one believers, our redemption dread night. Those who are in dead in Christ, when the rapture happens, will be caught up first. Those of us living will now also follow them. Whether you believe in the pre-rapture, the mid-rapture, or the post-rapture, it is non, It is not. It doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, somebody is going to be caught up. Somebody is going. Somebody is living this present world. And the demand of peace or the man of war, the Antichrist, will step in and begin to seal his people with 666 on their forehead and the palm of their hands. And when you are sealed, you don't have any more second chance. Today you have second chance to hear my voice and say, forget about this black guy. I, re- I reject what he's saying. But when, you, when the new world order kicks in and the, the man of peace, the Antichrist steps in, during the Great Tribulation, 
you will realize that once you are sealed, you have no more second chance. You will spend your eternity in hell. So today, make sure you hear the sound of God speaking to you. Today is the day of salvation. Don't postpone. Tomorrow may be too late. You may die tomorrow. Well, President Obama taking on not only health care reform, but another controversial issue, immigration reform. And a key meeting at the White House tomorrow could be the first step toward that reform and for some very big changes for every American worker. Senators Chuck Schumer and Lindsey Graham, bipartisan that is, set to sit down with President Obama tomorrow, discussing plans for a national identification card. Now, this thing is meant to crack down on illegal workers, but our next guest says it could crack down on you and your privacy. Congressman Ron Paul is a Texas Republican. He's opposed to this card. Congressman, afternoon to you. I would say the problems of every American citizen carrying their papers for wherever they go is a much worse problem than illegal immigration. People over the decades now in this country, there have been some who have wanted this national ID card, and they're looking for every opportunity to do it. And this is it. I mean, who knows what will come of it. My guess is they'll probably have a GPS chip in there so that they can measure everybody, every instant, no matter where they go. So to me, it violates the whole principles of privacy, the principles of the Constitution, the principles of the Republic. And to me, as a, a gross distortion of what we should be doing. It's part of an authoritarian society, and uh, dictatorships have this, but not a, 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 a republic. We're okay, but, but tell me how, tell right me how it's invasive, because what, what Schumer and Graham are proposing, uh, according to what I read, is uh, your ID card would have either your fingerprint, your thumbprint on there, or it would have a, a reading of the veins in the back of your hand, and you'd have to be scanned by your prospective employer, and that way, if, you know, if it came up that you were illegal, they would, they would catch you uh, by, by the, the scan. He may, Jesus may come tomorrow. Are you ready? This world is fading away. Please receive Jesus and have life. And if you have Jesus, serve him in truth and in spirit. For those who are led by the spirit of God, they are the true children of God. Without holiness, nobody can see God. Without holiness, nobody. Come out from there amongst them and be separated and touch not known things. You can't say you're a Christian. And yet, so you are living in filth, defiled, contaminated, polluted by the world. You will be disqualified. Precious one, I am calling on Christians that wake up. Our redemption, our redemption, right now. Nine, very close. Jesus is coming for you, and the Antichrist will be showing up. I believe. No, no, just you know, things are being put in place. Just things are being put in place in the world. For the great tribulation. Coming up next, how far would you go for better security? How about an ID implanted in your arm? Who's actually asking people to do that? You might be surprised. Also, moving along now to tonight's eye opener, what would you do if your boss said you had to have a computer ID chip implanted under your skin or you'd be fired? Well, we're not there quite yet, but one Ohio company is doing something that has some people wondering if we're headed down that road. The 
there's my chip right there. So you can actually see it. It's about the size of a grain of rice, and it feels like it too. But what that tiny chip can and can't do has become the source of much concern and confusion. I was in a grocery store, and uh, a couple ladies said, hey, you're the guy with the chip in your arm, aren't you? You know, run across the scanner so we see if we get a, a discount on groceries. Sean Darks is the CEO of CityWatcher.com, a small company in Cincinnati that's the first U.S. business to use chip implants in its employees. What you're looking at here is recorded footage back in August of a number of drugs here. CityWatcher provides video surveillance for clients and for the police. And the video that it collects, like this drug bust, is the company's biggest asset. And they say they need to keep it under more than just lock and key. You might have one of these where you work, a key card that allows access to different parts of the office. A lot of businesses use them, but here at City Watcher, there's one particular room where you need either the implanted chip in your arm or a keychain. And Sean says the choice is up to the employee. City Watcher employees Chuck Gordon and Kari Williams require access to the secure server room where the video is stored. One got the implant, and the other decided not to. He carries the chip in a keychain instead. That's one of the reasons that I don't want to do it. It's just it's creepy to have knowing that something is there the entire time. And that's only time it activates, so other than that, I really have no worries about it. Chip implants have been common in pets for several years, giving the owner peace of mind that their lost animal could be identified. And for retail giant Walmart, the chips are used as smart barcodes to keep track of thousands of products. But for use in people, well, privacy advocates think we shouldn't open that door. The concern is a privacy concern, because when that chip is placed in you, it becomes a permanent form of identification. If it were a bracelet, for example, or an ID card, you might choose not to carry it or not to wear it. But if it's in your skin, you're pretty much stuck with it. It is the case that chips have been hacked. It's possible to duplicate them. It's possible to commit fraud with them. And those are also risks uh, for people who are using this chip. It is going to happen very soon. Suddenly, you see how this war just started without... I just slept, woke up one day. Is, uh, there, there's a conflict going on in the Middle East. Just like that, just like that. Just like that, America will get involved in war. Just like that, a world, Third World War. Just like that, Great Tribulation. Just like that, Rapture. Just like that. The, my, people will be marked. And then... It goes on and on and on. God bless you.
Sing out. Let it 